This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right. Thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Business Week. He transformed uh, our next guest, a division of GE, um, and he turned it into the publicly held GenPact. It's an IT services company managing risk and compliance applications. It's based in India. It has more than 90,000 employees. He, however, has been stuck in New York because of the pandemic. Great to welcome to our audience and to Bloomberg Radio, GenPact's president and CEO. He is T- uh, Tiger Tiago Rajan, and he joins us on the phone, as I mentioned, in New York City. Tiger nice to have you here with us. Um, how are you doing? Carol, uh, great to be on the show and thank you. Uh, doing really well. Um, I, I guess that statement has to be caveated with in these times. Right. Of we'll, course. We'll expand upon that because you're right. These are unusual times. So tell us a little bit about what your world has been like for the last six months. I've been, uh, I'm, I'm based in, the, in New York City in Manhattan and I've been operating the company from my home uh, which is an apartment in New York City. And, you know, the global close to 100,000 employees who are all working from home, or most of them are, uh, running operations, uh, consulting, digital engagements, analytics engagements, with a lot of our global clients who are also working from home. And that's, you know, that, that's an interesting uh, challenge, which we weren't necessarily all prepared for, but we got there. And and at some point in time, it, uh, it you start wondering, is there a time when this will end? And so shifting online, I feel like we're all kind of wrestling with it at this point now, several months in, because we're beyond, I've said this before in this program, we're sort of beyond the triage stage where you, you just sort of get through it. And now we have sort of different rhythms and different interactions. We're learning uh, different ways of doing things. What have you learned, you and, and especially your team, in terms of interacting with each other about kind of who you are and, and sort of how you operate as a company? Oh, so much, Jason. Uh, we've learned so much. I'll start by saying that the technologies that we are using, that our clients are using, that the whole world is using, have always been available for some years now. Technologies that allow us to collaborate together, to communicate irrespective of distance. Um, the reality is we didn't use it to its fullest extent. And now what the pandemic has shown us is the way it can be used. Um, it's very productive. You don't necessarily have to travel every time you want to meet someone, and you can get large groups of people to engage with each other. Now, is that equal to socially interacting face-to-face, having a dinner together? It's not. But, you know, I think what the world is learning is how do you mix and match this, and hopefully as we come out of the pandemic, can we actually take all the best practices we learned here and bring them into the world of tomorrow? One example would be how inclusive is this current culture where everyone is on, a, is on a video conference call rather than three people on video conference and ten people in a room. Unfortunately, those three people get left out. And that whole ability to drive more diversity and inclusion is a big plus that hopefully we can all hang on to. Well, what, what you know, let's stick with that for a little bit um, in terms of DNI, diversity and inclusion. I mean, these are not new topics. You know this, Tiger. Yeah. And we've been talking about it for decades. And yet, 
here we are and we're all astonished and we are shocked at the inequalities. And like I said, they've been around for a while. How do we, as Jason mentioned to uh, one of our earlier guests, Abigail Disney, you know, how do we move beyond conversation to real action that actually results in significant change so that the world is lifted, everyone benefits? Well, it's such a great point. We've been at it. Uh, the world has been at it. We as a company have been at it. I think everyone's been at it sure. on various dimensions, whether it's gender equity or it's racial equity, as we, you know, clearly, at least in the U.S., uh, we're very focused on it these days. Um, but it's been a focus for some time. And yet, uh, I would argue, not enough has, uh, has changed and not enough has moved. I'll start with, I think, much more transparency and visibility to metrics uh, that shows improvement is something that we have been big believers in. Uh, so tell me the diversity at the top of the company. Tell me the diversity in the board. Uh, show me what goals you have and what, what you know, I'm, I'm, I hate to use the word, but what targets you have. Yeah. Yeah. And show me progress against those targets. We all have financial goals that we are held responsible for. Why is it wrong not to have, uh, why is it wrong, I mean, why shouldn't we have diversity goals? Because the reality is better solutions get, uh, get created when you have diverse uh, minds at the table and you, the way you get diverse minds is people with diverse backgrounds, diverse experience. So I think the theory of the case is, is talked about enough. I think the way you drive action is by driving metrics and by having a leaderboard. I totally agree. Transparency and metrics, right? Numbers. They tell, you know, when you start looking at an organization and you look at either, you know, the diversity and inclusion, you look at the composition of your workforce, when you look at the numbers, there's nothing that you can hide, right? Numbers tell a story. That's right. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's perfectly fine to say, look, I have a goal and it's going to take me some time to hit the goal. However, right. I've driven improvement this year versus last year and the previous year. And that's what progress is about. It's not necessarily saying uh, already there, I've climbed the hill. No, I haven't. But I'm making progress. Tiger, one of the fascinating things about a company like yours is you have amazing insights and windows into a whole variety of other companies, their hopes and dreams, their struggles during all of this. What's one of the things that you've picked up, either that you can generalize or that has really stuck with you about what other companies are dealing with through all of this? Jason, I'll start by saying that the one overarching theme that you could capture uh, everything in is a significant acceleration in uh, digital transformation. You know, I, th- I think I think it'll be fair to say that most companies, most enterprises across the globe, have been on a path to embrace digital into the enterprise to change business models, to drive efficiency, to drive better experience with customers, and so on and so forth. Just think about accelerating that from a five-year journey to an 18-month journey or a 24-month journey. And that's what we've been seeing. And I think it applies to every company in every industry. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I do wonder if we're going to look back, Tiger, at this moment in time. I don't know whether it's going to take us a year, whether it's going to take us five years, and just how much this time, unfortunately, the stress um, and the difficulties, but how it really kind of caused so many different changes in how we do it, whether it's telemedicine, whether it's education, whether it's the digitization, which we've been talking about and increasingly seeing, but it's really picked up speed. Tell you, you, you got it. I mean, it's, this is a tragic uh, eight months. The pandemic yeah. is tragic. I mean, lives have been lost. Um, lots of people have lost their jobs. And, and so all of that is, is terrible. However, uh, you know, 
we all have to continue to look for. So what are we learning from this and what are the things that we can take forward? And there are so many things. One is this, the digital thing that we talked about. You know, almost every company in every industry, the switch to online is just amazing. Um, if, if someone had a 5% penetration on online versus offline, uh, that's now gone to 25%. If someone was at 25% already, that's easily hitting the 60% mark. Um, everything is moving to the cloud. Uh, all of these were transitions that were happening. Now people are jumping on it in an accelerated fashion. Uh, you know, the, everyone wants analytics now real-time and insights real-time to take decisions. After all, when you have a highly volatile world where demand and supply spikes up and down, I mean, think about it. You know, the first couple of months through the pandemic, uh, the sale of wheat flour, I believe, went right. up by 40% plus. The sale of yeast went up by 40% plus, and I never could imagine why. And then I realized people were baking at home. Totally. Right. So, I had to listen. I I couldn't buy flour for a while, and I finally we had, this, we had the CEO of King Arthur Flour yeah. on this program, and she was talking about you know demand like they've never seen before. They had to completely change their supply chain. Right, right. So when you have that kind of volatility, which which I would say is going to last beyond the pandemic, because the 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 volatility is going to be driven by many things up and down. You need much more real time analytics that supply chain can deal with. Um, and all of that digital transformation and digital technologies are going to allow us to do that. That's got accelerated. All of that should be good because in the end, the consumer and businesses get benefit of that much better experience, much better value. So, so you know, hopefully that comes out as the, uh, the hybrid is, is, is the way some people refer to it, yeah. which is a combination yeah. of everything that we used to do before, but everything that we've learned now. Can we mix and match that, create more flexibility in work, create much more online and offline? No one is going to have only offline anymore. Everyone is going to have an online right. channel. So, so, Tiger, for you as a CEO, I would imagine, not knowing too much about it, but knowing how most big global CEOs operate, you are on the road all the time, you're constantly meeting people, you got a lot of face time with a lot of your key folks. How has this changed you? How has it changed your leadership style? And what do you take with you into sort of whatever the next normal is going to be? Great question, Jason. So I'll start by saying, obviously, I haven't traveled uh, at all since uh, the first uh, few days of March. Uh, it's the longest period ever in my life that I haven't traveled. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating for someone who used to travel 150 days a year. And the first thing that crops up is, why didn't I think about this earlier? Exactly to the same point on digital technologies. Um, and the realization that when the world comes back to the new normal, I don't think I'm going to travel 150 days a year. Um, I think I can get by with half of that maybe, maybe one third of that. Yeah. So we are doing many more conversations with clients than ever before. Not less, but many more, 10 times more. All of them are virtual. All of them are video and, and phone, etc. Obviously, we are missing the ability to, you know, uh, be face-to-face, -face, go have a dinner, go have breakfast, go have lunch. So the way I think about the world of the future is I think we're going to do many more of these virtual meetings than before. Uh, I think it's much more productive. However, every once in a while, we're going to say, John, I'm going to come and meet you in Chicago. Yep. <laughs> Let's go and have dinner. So the separation of 
I'm going to meet you because we're going to do more than just a business conversation. Right. So if I want to do a one-hour business conversation, I don't need to fly down to Chicago. Let's do a call. I think that's going to happen. I or think Jane. You're exactly you might right. say, Jane, I'm going to meet you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to just exactly. give you a hard time. All right. Well, we Thank really, you, really enjoyed it. We hope uh, you'll keep in touch with yes, us because uh, a lot of insights there. Tiger, Tiago Rajan, he is the CEO of GenPack, joining us on the phone from New York City.